Hey, Chris. Yeah, yeah Fred. Fred. What's a mason? That's a, that's a really good question, Fred. You've reached the Internet's home for all things masonry. Join Chris and I as we plumb the depths of our ancient craft. From the common gavel to the trowel, nothing is off the table. So grab your tools and let's get to work. This is On the Level. There it is, the rebel yell, the rebel yell. Oh my gosh, we are back. Hey. We are back. Wow. So ah. I got to tell you. All right, um, I'm listening. I was having a, a conversation with a brother named Michael Manning. Michael Manning. You know him. He's uh, from a little bit north of us. Okay. Involved in the Scottish Rite. Oh, oh, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big beard. Yeah. Cuban guy. Actually, if you close your eyes, you think you're talking to Doug Dobbs. They sound very similar. Right, right, right. And so I saw him calling and I picked up the phone and he goes, ah. And I said, are you all right? And he's like, I'm trying to do the Chris scream. I'm like. Doing the rebel yell. That? No. It's, yeah. He was like, that's it. That's it, baby. (laughs) Come on. You got to get your impersonations down, guys. Now, I got to say, Michael, that was probably the best shout out we've ever done. It was Way to go, bro. Way to go. We have to have him on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. He teaches firefighters, so he's he's got a great oh that'd be fun presence and speaking voice. Nice, nice. Sorry, no, no. Hey, rabbit what? trailed you right out of the Woo! gate. <laughs> um, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little excited this morning. I, maybe because I probably got a decent night's sleep. I don't know, but what's uh, that like? Yeah, what's that like? Right, about five hours last night. Sleep when you're dead, baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, feel I'm feeling encouraged. I'm feeling strong. Um, Good for you. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, look, listen, listen. Guys, who's who's more blessed than we are? I mean, yeah. you know, if you look look at look at around the world, man, current events right now, and there are people in this world who are just flat out suffering. We should talk about it, I guess. A little bit. Everyone else is. Well, we could talk about it a little bit. A little. I, I, yeah. I, I not don't, a whole podcast on politics. Uh, not on politics, especially current politics. What a drag. But uh, yeah, we are we're blessed. We are kings compared uh, yeah. comparative to the the rest of the world, especially right now. With what's going on um, in all of these hot spots, man, and yeah. that are going on, and everyone has their opinion. We were just you know, talking about it before the show. Yeah, about this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm always turned towards, you know, yeah. But what about all the women and children who live in these places, man? What yeah. about them? Yeah, you know, we we can talk about soldiers, we can talk about terrorists and armies and and billions and billions of dollars, this and that. But at the end of the day, man, it's always the women and children that end up dying. Yeah. You know, Afghanistan, uh, 275,000 women and children, you know, lost. You know, um, yeah. in Syria, it was almost 300,000 civilians. You know, come on, man. I mean, that's, what, that's where I go. So when I see these things happen, where these great men of political favor... Um, start fighting with each other and killing each other it's mm-hmm. it's we like to think it's a technical war out there but it's not these long long well, drug out um um things that go on it they kill innocent women and children see, that's what happens you're right and the average american honestly we haven't seen war we have not seen war no no living person listening to this has seen war on the scale that you're talking about. Right. I mean, we have people that have served in the military that certainly, I'm sure, have seen right. some nasty stuff. But yeah, absolutely. They're not the average American. They're the exceptions. Uh, yeah, that's right. And they are exceptional, and they are exceptions to this. The average American just doesn't see the violence of war and how horrible it is. And just, yeah. just 
inhuman it really is to everyone involved. And and if you think about it, most of the people in these lands, they don't have access to the information that we have access to. Yeah, so not very, only are they losing everything they have and losing their lives, they don't even know why. They're, well, they're being lied to. They're so being they're, lied they're, to. They're, they're doing it for false reasons probably right. a lot of times and 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 you know from all sides i don't care what political persuasion you you happen to be hey, look, from we have nowhere war here in our country and it's like you're at war to try to get actual information yeah right because yeah everyone wants to feed you their line of shtick instead of give you the info it's it's tough i know i i spend a lot of time on alternative media sites trying to get that's called pornography. You don't want to be I don't, there. I don't do pornography. Oh, well, uh, but okay. I just heard alternative media. And- alternative. Oh, is that what they call it now? Is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Fred doesn't do porn. I do not do porn, no. Yeah. Um, He's a good standing uh, citizen. Well, no, I, I don't do it because, in my opinion, it's an insult to my wife. But there that's, you go. It, it, it insults we her. Should, I can't wait to talk to your wife someday. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to interview her. Well, it's going to happen. Speaking what? of that, yeah, that's right. Sick. Ladies and gentlemen, let us be the first to announce, well, who else would announce it? Yeah. Uh, that uh, we have an interview coming up with our wives. Oh, so the, the man. Four of us oh, wow. are going to sit down over drinks. Is anything, um, can we give them, like, hey, don't tell them about this? Nope. Or, okay, nope. It's got to be There's totally no open. coaching. It's Damn. no holes barred. Wow. Okay. Yep. Wow. We are going to just... So our last podcast will be on... We'll be on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm actually uh, curious. You know, I I have asked my wife. Yep, me too. She was quite hesitant with the idea. Uh, But I said, you don't have to know anything. No one's going to... You don't have to be prepped. This is just going to be... We want to find out what your life is like. That's right. Being part of this thing. Yes. With no prep. Zany hijinks are encouraged. I'm like, yeah, you can curse. You know, we can edit this stuff. Just be yourself. Forget there's a mic there. We're just having a conversation. We're going to have a good time. That's right. It's going to be fun. And She's in. We're going to try to get to kind of like the wives' perspective of what it's like to be married to a Mason the good. who spends more time with Masonry than with them. Yep, uh, yep, yep, that's a true story. That true story, that's going to come out. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Anyways, that was a rabbit trail that changed our current event yeah. downer talk Yeah, yeah. Uh, to this. But, you know, Jeez. from from uh, On the Level with Fred and Chris, we do send prayers and thoughts out to anybody out there uh, in, you know, who's suffering under this current madness uh, that we've got going on here, a lot you know, of suffering and death, and uh, yeah, and I would just encourage you as a Mason brother, be slow to speak on this, um, and and quick to listen to other people. Don't don't throw everything that you think you know about it out there. Uh, I'm certainly not doing that, and uh, and I know Chris isn't either. Be be slow. Be be quick to care uh, about human beings and about their needs. Uh, and about the people who have no weaponry, they have no voice, uh, they have no influence. You know, they uh, woke up one day and their neighbor's house was blown up, and people died, and they're yeah. they're now being told that they have to leave, and that kind of thing. Let's think about it. Let's try. I would encourage everyone to try to think about it from that perspective, and hopefully, it'll change the way we deal with each other on these issues. But that we, would be we got a long way to go on that one, brothers. Yeah, I mean, I I, I I'm. I have removed a lot of people online that yeah, tend to be inflammatory in their speaking. Right. I don't care what side they're on. That's right. So I'm impressed with myself because my feet's not blowing up with a lot of hate and nice. weird, weird stuff right now. Huh. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I, obviously people talk about, and they should talk about what's going on. Absolutely. We should be informed, Yes, but we should be informed whole, with the facts, uh, yeah. not with emotion. 
and and calling for you know really bad evil stuff to counteract bad evil stuff is or, yeah it gets dicey it's yeah and it, it all it does is feed Think the uni party if you have to but don't you don't have to say it on the internet to everybody right that's <laughs> as right. a mason maybe yeah. that's not a best idea well and, and if you're calling out entire people groups um, in some pejorative way, then you know yeah, you're, I mean, you're just wrong. It, your method is wrong. Your message might have some vid- v- validity in it, vol. but your messaging is completely wrong, um, and it's always going to be wrong to uh, to take an entire people group and classify them. You know, in, you're saying into one group. Don't you know? call all Palestinians Hamas, basically. Right. There is a difference between the mom and dad, Palestinian mom and dad. Uh, who are just trying to make ends meet and the evil organization known as Hamas. There's a difference. Yeah. Uh, and educate yourself on that. Take a look at what that means. They're talking about nuclear weapons in Israel. Right they're now. always talking about nuclear weapons. This is always the big bugaboo. I don't think... That is a big bugaboo for it's all a bi- of us. It's a big bugaboo. I think that there are radicals in this world who do want to burn it all down, you know, like the Joker, you know. Uh, That's scary. But uh, generally speaking, um, the grifters in the Uniparty... They they want to scare the golden goose, but they don't want to kill the golden goose. Mm. And um, generally speaking, that's the way it works. You know, kings and queens and and all of the the highfalutin uniparty people, um, they they know how to keep this thing going. You know, and nuclear war is a quick stop um, yeah. to poverty for all, including them. So I I would say that they use it as a tool to keep people afraid and scared. But I, I still am of the belief that we are not going to see uh, an, any kind of nuclear action in our lifetime, if ever, in my opinion. From but your lips to, you know. God's ear? Yes, please. Let's, yes, Lord, let it be. All right, aliens come. We need your help. Now's the time. Here we go. The Show alien talk. To it's us. only a matter of time. Aliens. Before aliens us. are put into the <laughs> no, situation. sorry. Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. They're the best kind. That's right. So I thought I'd bring up a little topic. Um, another. This is not a rabbit hole. This is an official topic. Okay, but it better be a little topic. All right, little topic. Before we get back to uh, the etiquette book, which we are in, uh, this is number two of the uh, etiquette book uh, series that we're doing currently. But um, so the question I want to pose to you, uh, brother, is me. Yes. Oh no. How would how would a man, one man, okay. who's in charge of a not-for-profit organization, mm-hmm. get those men in the organization to follow his vision? What is an adequate or good way that one might achieve getting these men who are in a volunteer organization, they don't get paid, they don't have to be there, they want to be there, and you have a strong vision, you have something that you really want to accomplish, man, you want to get it done. Mm-hmm. How do you do that without scaring them all off or making them mad and making them go home and ruining the whole thing in, in, in the beginning? How is that done? Just hypothetically, of course. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot be done. Cannot be done. Uh, I think our listeners probably have, all of them have answers to that question. I bet. Yes. I bet they do. Absolutely. And I think you have answers to that question. Yes. I'm My being coy. is, personally, because I just am wrapping up a year as... Basically, the president of a not-for-profit That's organization right. in the situation you just talked about. I'm not saying that I succeeded or I'm or saying failed, he did, but I have some experience in this. And for me, the way was to meet early with as many people as openly as possible and not talk about my vision at all. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> that was the way to do it. Right. Uh, because amazingly, your vision is their vision. So when you start asking people what's important, you'll be amazed how quickly your thoughts come out of their mouth. Right. And all of a sudden, it's their idea. That's profound. Not your idea. That's really profound because really, we do all want the same thing. We do. We do. And the message is different when you ask what's important to you versus me saying this is what's important to me. Right. It's different. It just is different. Yeah, right. Why wasn't I consulted on this? Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. You don't ever want to hear that from anybody, you know? You got to show up. You got to show up. You got to show up. You can't show up sporadically and then get upset if you don't know everything that's your fault not the other people that's fault. right that's right and the you, assumption you the assumption that you know you are owed you know all the information that is currently at hand is a bad assumption because not everybody no one knows all the information we don't know some people have a vision to do something and they're in a small group of men together and they were like yeah that's a great idea brother let's let's give that a try and the brother takes off on it and does it and uh, everyone's excited about it. But mm-hmm. then one person is like, well, you know, this is interfering with my thing. And it's like, well, we had a meeting. And, you know, it's like mm. it's like the assumption is, is that everything that I want to do um, should be taken seriously over and against everything you want to do that should be taken seriously. And I think your approach mm. is is the best approach. Is that your approach? That my- you had a thought in your mind when you posed the question. I'm curious to hear your answer. To your own question. Um, well, I knew where you were going to go. Okay. Because I, I agree with you 100%. This is, you used me. Yes, I did. To say your idea. Look at you're a genius. I'm not done using you, sir. Ah! <laughs> and I like it. Don't go there. Okay, um, okay. So, so uh, I, knew, I knew you would go there because um, I followed you, and I've, I've, show, I've seen the way you did it. And, and it, is, it is profound in that, generally speaking, masonry in a lodge environment where you got a lot of guys, a lot of egos, a lot of ideas. Yeah. Um, um, everybody generally wants the same thing. We want to see the lodge yes. prosper. Yes. We want to see, we want to make new masons. Uh, we want to better ourselves. We want to better our community. We yeah. want to have fun. Yeah. We want to enjoy ourselves. Generally speaking, everybody wants that by coming to individuals and or small groups and saying, Hey, what do you guys see in the future? What would you like to do? You know, what is your what is your good, your bad, your ugly? Where are you at with all this? Mm-hmm. And then you just moving forward with the general consensus that at the end of the day, we don't want this to suck. Right. That's the bottom line. I, I don't want masonry to suck so bad that I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> right? There does seem to be a bit, like we're in an interesting time in Freemasonry. It's almost like a revitalization uh, i agree the word? A ascendancy re- a, a, a renaissance and a, a renaissance well it's almost like what is a renaissance it's like uh, a changing of something new that's also old i don't know how you well, uh, right so it, so a reformation would be a, a reformation re- well that's well, a return well maybe because that's a return to something from the past that was lost Okay, you're so reforming more of a reformation. More, it's kind of a, a reformation. I like to say it's 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 an ascendancy to where it once was. Yes, right. We we want masonry to go back to the days where it was a, a very solemnly respected member of the community. Right. You know the right. all right that weird building with no windows on the end of the street. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. But the guys in there, they're awesome. Yeah. 
I mean, we we were coming out of our own lodge uh, last meeting. Yeah, I believe, and a woman was walking by and started cursing at um, Worshipful Leonard, who was coming out of our lodge. Right, it was like, oh, you're done with your Satan worshiping, you evil, blah blah blah. And, and he was like. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> She's like, you know what I'm talking about? And she was cursing at him. And he said, I'm a good Christian. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I don't know anything about what you just said. And uh, she wasn't satisfied because she didn't get that. She didn't get the reaction. reaction she really wanted was, right. for, was for him to be all like, how dare you, man? Right. Uh, and, you know, so that's alive and well today. And who do we have to blame for that? This is our town. We haven't been in our town enough showing people who yeah. we are. That's oh. our fault. Oh, good call. We need to get out there. And we show need to get these out guys. there. We're, we're here for you. We're here to help. And uh, that's something we should work on in the future. Yeah. If there was a public meeting in the leadership of our lodge and anyone asked an opinion, I would say maybe we should focus on that a little bit. Right. Yeah. If there were any kind of questions like was. that out there. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. Anyway... Um, I just thought I'd bring it up. It was on my mind just arbitrarily for no particular reason and um, thought, you know, it's, and I like what we, where we just went. I think the sure listeners is, probably did too. All lodges, I bet, have All lodges have the this same, same, issue, same like, issue. How do you get, how do you get, and I bet Grand Lodge has a lot to share about this as well, is how do you get the men, you know, of differing positions and different thoughts and ideas and egos to want the same vision as the leader, as the worshipful master, uh, without making it so bad that you know nobody wants to come anymore, and you lose. Not only did you lose your vision, uh, you lost your manpower. You know, and and the, it is it is a unique man uh, who can pull it off. And I think your subscription, the the direction you went, oh, thank uh, you. Chris, was was the right one. Is Whoa. that this is a volunteer organization? Everybody matters, but not right. everybody can get everything they want. Right. So we but all you have will to, be hurt. You will be Everyone hurt. Everyone deserves to be and hurt. respected. Sure. And you won't be gaveled. You pay your dues, right? You're a member. It's yep. your lodge. It's your I lodge. I think that's part of our issue is that we elevate individuals. And I was trying. My wife and I watch a lot of documentaries, and we were trying to define what a cult is. Oh yeah. And uh, oftentimes, if you look at the definition of a cult, it does come down to elevating one charismatic individual Correct. to be like the supreme leader or right, whatever right. that everyone has to listen to. And I'm afraid we might have gone too far in elevating our leadership, including even the masters of our lodge, and say, you're supreme in your leadership. Right. No one can question you. Right. Uh, okay, okay. But let's be real. It's a service job. It's a You're service really job. here to serve. You don't really get to vote on things or raise any kind of motion. <laughs> it's like right. you're just a ringleader, man. You're just supposed to be here to coordinate things. And we, I like that we dedicate one person whose job is to bring light to the craft. Right. So that man's job is really to think about how can I help my lodge become better? How can I get more education in here? How can I get them better at the ritual work? Like, really, that's the job of the master. How, how can I foster that, that fellowship? Like last night, everybody was in the dining hall um, eating last night together, and it was great. I heard people laughing and joking. I didn't. I didn't either. I was. I'm the treasurer. <laughs> I was in the office. That's all right. I Me served. Too. I, yeah, you were too. But I, I, as I walked in there, passed through there to uh, go to the bathroom and, and <laughs> run back into the office to get back on my computer, everybody's having a great time. That's awesome. I'm and, so happy to hear. Yeah, that. yeah, and it was a full. It was. It was pretty full. 
Oh, good. Uh, the dining hall was. And uh, so a lot of guys came out last night to our stated meeting. And, uh, and it was, you know, it was a stated meeting, man. You know, there's not, you know, there's, it's. We do it, what we it's can. It's a business meeting, guys. Yeah. We have our little trivia game. That's a, uh, that, that actually came about. Um, so I'm sorry. No, no, I'm trivia game. like they I, know what I'm talking about. We, go ahead, explain. <laughs> we do open education before lodge for 30 minutes after the meal for everybody. Uh, but then in the lodge, we uh, have Masonic education, and all, we sometimes do that, have actual closed-tiled Masonic education for the Masons, but we always do uh, a trivia game. So we bring in a gift card. We uh, I have a list of questions with some answers. It's kind of topical, the fellow craft degree, the master right, mason right. charge. It's kind of like a topic. And uh, whoever raises their hand after the questions asked gets to answer the question. First guy goes west of the altar. Once he's right, the rest of the craft keep going until we have two guys west of the altar. And then those two alone answer trivia in a trivia off. And the winner gets the gift card. And then we we just kind of ask the rest of the questions in case right. we can go through yeah. them just to get some more education. It's awesome. And we try to include some information people might not know about the topic. So you had a game, you had fun, you won money, but guess what? You learned something. You learned something along the the way. We did education in a fun way. We're kind of about education over here. Big time education. (laughs) I mean, think about it. We're doing 30 minutes before. Sometimes we do 10, 15 minutes in plus the trivia game. Yeah. That's a lot of education that we still get out by nine o'clock. Right. Mind you. And Chuck Chuck 3.0, shout out to Chuck. Um, did a, a pretty good present, a very good presentation last night on uh, the yes. masonry and the Nazi party. Yeah, um, and it was uh, it was quite informative, actually. Um, People so, get really engaged in that because our education isn't someone reading from paper, right? Something he wrote and then sitting down. Our educations tend to be somebody talking about a topic they're kind of passionate and knowledgeable about, right? And then the conversation. And 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 the conversation is a big part of the education. So don't skimp on the questions and answers and back and forth and the things people talk about on that topic. That's kind of the best part of the education. That's right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And when you get like like we do when we do the uh, esoteric discussion group, getting men involved in discussion uh, and drawing them out, you know, uh, of their silence into discussion. It, it really help, it helps everybody. Everybody Holy learns because you God. don't really, you don't, when you hear yourself articulating a position, <laughs> it's really, it's really different than how you say it inside That's your right. own head, You're isn't right. it? Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I have many, many long sessions in my office talking out loud <laughs> and my, my wife knocks on the door and says, who exactly are you talking to in there? It's like, <laughs> well, no one yet, but eventually I will be. So get out. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. I'm working. Can't you see? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the trivia game is, oh. I think it's a great idea. It makes it fun. What? The esoteric thing you discussed yes. is you guys have probably seen, we post pictures online of the oh, yeah. in-person yeah, yeah. groups that we have. You see the people showing up. Like, right. This is multiple lodges in our district. The right. last meeting we had more than one district represented. Right, that's a right. A master from another district came down yes. and, and it was great. He shared so much of a different perspective. He brought so much to, to that our little conversation. Group. Shout out, Worshipful Carol. And we had uh, a new EA from our lodge that attended. Usually EAs from other lodges are there, but for once we had one of our guys there. So I was doing his catechism class last night, and I was so curious. What did you think about that? And the other EAs are around that weren't there. And he was like, absolutely 
blew my mind. Like this is why I wanted to join the fraternity. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't even know it could be that useful and cool what you guys did for us. He's like, uh, I felt heard. Right. Even though I was in EA, you guys at one point asked us specifically for our viewpoint right. as under yeah. apprentices. Yeah. He's like, I felt like you guys cared about what I was thinking and it was, what I had to say mattered. And uh, he's like, I learned so much from listening to other people's point of views. I never thought that I could have an experience like that. So it's profound for a new Mason to come into an environment where they see masonry. We talk about it a lot with entered apprentices, right? We go yeah. over the catechism, right. they're memorizing the stuff, and we talk about it in the mentoring. But do they really see it? Do they see it? Much. Uh, that's an opportunity for you to let them see and feel what Freemasonry is. Let it get into their hearts more than it already is. Yeah. So yeah. we encourage everyone to start in your district. Think about doing an esoteric discussion night outside the lodge like this. We're probably going to, we're publishing blog posts now, like we promised on our website. Yes. Uh, and we will start publishing agendas for um, esoteric discussion groups. Yeah. Yeah. That's coming. How to do it. As, uh, as this year winds down, sorry, I mean, to cut you off, no, brother. You're good. Uh, as this year winds down, um, and we're freed up more and more. We're, we're, Chris is super busy right now as Worshipful Master and the uh, guardian of all things Masonry in District 23. Not for much longer. <laughs> Not for much longer. It's almost over. Uh, once, once that is over, and then I'll be freed up as well, we, we promise you, uh, dear listener, that we are, uh, we are definitely going to take this, uh, this OTL, which is on the level, uh, to the next level. Uh, we absolutely well, will in a it, big way. Yeah, we're Profound. gonna we're blowing it up. We man. just want we decided so much resources and tools to right. the everyday Mason. That's our goal, and that's what you guys have been telling us over and over. We get more and more people all around the world telling us that this this is something that they want. This is something you guys want and need in your lives, and we have heard that, and we should be in a good position. Uh, coming up this new year to absolutely fulfill that dream and desire, man. So we will be in a good position. We will be. It doesn't matter what happens in our lives. That's right. This we show will be. Will go on. It will go on. Like we said in the very, very I beginning. Die, you you stuff me. You put me here, <laughs> and you look at me when you talk about stuff. I want to be part of the show. Even yeah, I'm gone. that's gonna be a, maybe the, <laughs> some digitized version. You're good at that okay, stuff. That's so fair enough. digitize yourself, robot man. And then, yeah, and then we'll we'll go that we'll go that way. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, guys, keep listening. Uh, keep up the emails and, stuff, and the contact, man. the support. Uh, we we really really appreciate it, and um, it's good good things are coming. It's your show. We want you to yeah, be we want you guys part to of be it. Part we of want it. to definitely help you include some of the stuff that we're doing in your lives and your lodges. That's right. If it works for you, that's right. Look for look for some big things coming uh, from absolutely. Us next year. It's coming. It's coming. Okay, so why are we here again? I forgot. Oh right. So we're here to. I thought uh, we were taking dance lessons, but we're talking. Oh, oh these no, that's things. not till ten. Okay. Uh, so um, a.m. Uh, so, um, <laughs> we're hardcore dancers. 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. Yes, Dance lessons. We'll be dancing with the stars. Uh, uh, no, we're talking about Masonic etiquette still. Oh, that's right. Masonic etiquette. So, this would be the second uh, broadcast of um, our series uh, on the etiquette book, uh, GL208. Sorry, uh, Worshipful Kara. He's probably yelling right now out the correct name yeah. of it. Here's the problem I left my book at home again. Those of you who are at the discussion group we'll know what that means because i left oh gl gl 208 got it uh reprinted in 2010 nailed uh, it 
and we nailed it. And we went through uh, some, go back to the last one. Um, we, where we left off was uh, Bible presentation. And um, I think that's on the sixth page, if I'm not mistaken. It is. There we go. Ah, sorry. And uh, so um, so let's, uh, I'll read it um, if you want, Chris, and then you can comment on it. We don't have any of this memorized. All of this is published. It doesn't matter if you're an EA, Fellowcraft, or Master Mason. You should know this. You should know where your copy, it's a yellow cover copy of a book that you got when you were in EA. Uh, so this book is somewhere uh, with dust on it uh, in your office. Please go get it, brother. I admonish you with all love and respect to go get it and to read it and to understand it because it's, it's, it matters. Uh, um, this, this book speaks about Masonic etiquette in and, in and out of the lodge. Mm. Um, and I think it's important. We should, we're supposed to be gentlemen. It actually uses that word. Yes, uh, repeatedly, that uh, gentlemanly behavior is a hallmark of Freemasonry. So that's correct. That's correct. If you want to be a good Mason, you got to start... Thinking more gentlemanly, gentlemanly using using manners and and slow slow and wise counsel and speech uh, and the way you carry yourself that people men and women men women and children would look to you simply because of the way you carry yourself mm-hmm. uh, and that's one of the ways to tell that if you're you're you know you're you're a man you know a gentleman, a gentleman. Uh, pe- people will trust you simply because of the way you live your life and the words you say. Uh, that doesn't come overnight, uh, and I'm not saying it's no. done to perfection. I certainly don't do it to perfection. I am an absolute slob at times. It's a just ask my wife. Journey. It's, it's a, a lifelong journey. Baby steps that you got to take every day. That's right. And you'll never be perfect. You'll never reach the destination. But it's about the journey, right? Correct. And every time you correct something, you become a little more confident in fixing the next thing, and they start to build and snowball, and your progress gets faster and faster. Correct, correct. So it's gentlemanhood. Gentlemanliness. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. You can that. say anything if you started, excuse me, sir. Yes, that's right. That's the gentleman's fighting words. The, the, excuse gen- me, sir. A gentleman's only comeback is, good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and good day to you. Good day, sir. That's your, that's their only comeback. They Good can't day re- to they, your mother. They're really not allowed to say anything else. Good day, sir. <laughs> or I like what they say in Parliament when somebody asks a question that's unnecessary. They say, "I refer my esteemed colleague to the answer I gave a moment ago." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in America, we're like, "I just told you, a hole." Right, that's right. <laughs> Don't you listen? What's wrong with you over there? <laughs> Shut up and sit down. You have to start with it. Excuse me, sir. I just told you, a ho. And then you're a gentleman. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Properly. Perhaps we should keep reading. All right, page two, GL two hundred eight, the two thousand ten revised version, Bible presentation. Our regulations prescribe that the Bible used in the lodge room should be the unadorned Holy Bible. It is not believed that this prohibits the presentation to a new brother, to a new brother of a Bible bearing the square and compass on the back. The remainder of the covering being plain and of a solid color, nor does it prohibit the use of the Bible having a page in the front for recording presentation. It goes without saying that no one new member is to be singled out for such presentation, that if the Lodge authorizes such presentation, then the Bible should be presented to each member thus received. 
When wow. so presented, the officiant presenting the same should deliver a short and dignified message as to the place the Holy Bible occupies in masonry hmm. and its significance and binding effect upon every mason. Mm-hmm. In parentheses, as see also presents to candidate. I don't know what that means, but we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, so anyways, the, the Bible that's on our, I think there's, there's more to be said in this other, this other part presents. It, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get there. It looks like. So, um, the one that sits on our altar is the King James version, the authorized King James mm-hmm. version. And, uh, it seems to bring a little bit of controversy with it. I think, um, <clears throat> The spirit of this is that they don't want a gaudy book. That's oh, gonna, right, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's 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 profound enough on its own. It doesn't need that. Right. It doesn't need that gold leaf flowery things flowing off of it. It's it's profound enough. The written words on the pages, and so let's focus on that. Right. Let's just have the scriptures open uh, when we're doing business and not not focus on or our distractions from the shiny whatever uh that book had uh we have used a masonic bible in the past on our altar it does have a picture on the cover i remember that um, i remember seeing that it's but, gone now yeah uh we're trying to get to a more plain right looking uh bible which is what we use today uh i don't think it's over adorned I don't no. think we have any overdorned scriptures in our No, the the one lodge. that you're talking about did have a portrait uh, on yeah. the cover of uh I believe it was John the Baptist, but uh, it was a a portrait which was inappropriate. It's not supposed to be clearly by by this standard mm-hmm. here. That's not supposed to be. That's the reason why we removed it. Yeah. And we're always learning and trying to do things the right way. Correct. Uh so there you go. You need to have in uh, a fairly simple authorized in Florida, we have to have an actual uh, Christian Bible on the altar. That is correct. It is law. We are allowed to obligate other brothers under their books of faith, um, and they can be on the altar. Florida work says that we remove it very quickly after the obligation uh, so that the one book remains the focus. Yeah, so what I, during our, our last era esoteric discussion group— That did come up. That came up. Yeah. Um, and uh, I learned something. I guess we were talking about this. We we That's were. Okay. <clears throat> we were talking about it, and um, it seems so long ago, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I, uh, you know, I've I've you know everybody knows you know my particular faith, um, being being from the Christian faith. So you know the scriptures that I've studied for thirty five years, uh, and theology that I've studied. So to me, the Bible is very very familiar uh, for me. Your dispensational premillennialism. No, guy, I'm right? not a premillennial dispensationalist. I just learned that. I, I just am, wanted to use it because it sounds smart. When if you, you say if, it. if you, I'll tell you what sounds smarter is I am a. Uh, a oh, never mind. <laughs> so a, I like to hear myself talk. That's the problem. Go here. back. You were talking about the uh, esoteric discussion group and this. Right, topic right, and about. and so I what I learned is, and I'm always like trying to figure out, Lord, you know. What what do I do? I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Christian man who happens to be a Mason. Yeah. And um it it for me it has so sharpened my faith within my own mind and caused me to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into all of this teaching and, and I hope everybody has this experience. 
you know, that you're digging deeper and deeper into what you believe and why you believe it. But I, I, I came to this conclusion during that time. And the conversation was about why the Christian Bible, why in Florida does it have to be the actual Old and New Testament, mm-hmm. the King James 1611 authorized version of the Holy Scriptures, uh, which has been the rule and guide for all Christian doctrine and behavior uh, for thousands of years. Uh, well, since 1611, as far as that particular canonized uh, version goes, and all of these things. But for me, I came to the conclusion that the reason it's it's on that altar, the reason why in Florida it's there, is because that's where we get all of our analogies and teachings from. Right. It doesn't necessarily preach, you know, if you open up that Bible, go to the book of the Gospel of John and read it. Okay, you're going to find a lot more than masonry in there, bro. Mm -hmm. And um, but but the reason why it's it's the standard for this state is not for any religious reasons. It's because that's where you find Solomon. That's where you find the temple. That's where you find that's where you find the king of Tyre. That's where you find Hiram Abiff. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where you find seek, knock, ask. It's all in there. And that's what's used for our degree work, for the the analogies we use for living a good life, for uh, squaring your work um, by the, the, you know, the virtue, virtues, all that stuff. Like you said, the characters that we use in our right. stories to teach moral lessons to all teach come m- from there. Moral lessons come from there. And that's why it's there. It's not promoting any one religion. Uh, we are not a religion. Masonry is not a religion. We are a group of brothers. Uh, of, it's a fraternity of religious brothers. Um, of men who believe that there is a God, mm-hmm. um, and we come together, and and all are welcome within under the roof, um, as long as we all treat each other with gentleness and respect with regard to our individual belief structures. From that place, I've said it before, and I will say it again and again and again. There is no other place like that on this planet currently. I don't know if there's ever been a place where people from different faiths can sit and enjoy a, a meal together discuss their differences in harmony and and come away being better men for it. Um, I, I just, it's, it's worth the price of admission, baby, <laughs> right there. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's an, it's an amazing thing. Anyway, I'm, I'm going on a little bit here. The, Help me out. The one uh, kind of hot topic that came out of this in our discussion group was, uh, and I, I actually agree with the dissenting view of against Grand Lodge here is because I've been the senior deacon and I've been in this position. So you have a Jewish brother uh, who's obligating himself on the... Uh, Torah. The Tanakh. Oh, Tanakh, okay. I think okay. it's called. Right. Yep. And then you have the, obviously, the Christian Bible for the other guys that are potentially going with him. And um, so, you you know, we don't want to get into details here, but we do take our obligations together. Uh, and we take our obligations on the books that are sacred to us. And we allow that in Freemasonry. It's totally okay, totally common, especially in Florida, to have that happen. But in Florida, our rules say, uh, basically, as soon as that's over, you take that book right off of, right in front of them, take it off. Uh, And that's where I personally feel it's quite disrespectful to the person to remove it while they're still there, right in front of them. Uh, It seems like it would be more compassionate to wait until a later point when they're not right in front of it to remove it. 
Yeah, I don't. Do you know the reason why that I is? I don't. I really don't know. I yeah. just know it only recently became, uh, somebody made this rule just a couple of years ago. Wow. Uh, and I don't know what the spirit of it is, but I know it's tough. It's tough to be the person to yank that book off in front of the brother. Yeah, and, it, and and get rid of it. It's, it seems a little bit disruptive to the entire process, anyway. I mean, that's you know. where the only confrontation I think came in with our discussion was a lot of people apparently feel that way. Interesting. That we should probably wait until we're at break or something when no one's around, and then remove it, and no one will even notice it's gone. Then, right, <laughs> right, because the uh, the jewels stay on the original one anyway. Correct, and so, that's a new rule. Also, we only had we used to have jewels on each of the books. Yeah. And now we only have one book with jewels, which is way better. Right. So way better. For me personally, I, I know the scriptures. I've like I've said, I've studied theology for many, many years. And I, I have no problem with it because because it's it always comes down to the same thing. You know, if if you truly believe something, uh, can it stand the test? Any test, you know? So if if it if, can. Right. It so should. it should be able to stand the test. And and can you defend your position and your beliefs in a way that, you know, that is respectful for others? And, and are you confident enough? Am I confident enough to see that the King James version of the scriptures is sitting next to the Tanakh on a Masonic altar while we do a degree? Of course. Of course. It's it's really the spirit of it is is about is about that that brother. Yeah. He's coming in. He's bringing with him something from his life mm-hmm. that we knew nothing about before we met him. And this is, we're accommodating him in that way. Now, as you know, do I, do I want to be able to teach him something about my life? Yes. Do I want to learn something about his life? Yes, I do. I do. But I don't understand the reason behind that. Maybe if somebody out there is listening and they know why. Yeah, um, that came about. I'd I'd really like to be, be educated to on that too. too. Yeah, I, I really would be because it if for, if anything it seems just all right. So all of a sudden, you, everybody knows where we're, the part of our degree that we're talking about right there. They do, and it's always a it, it it's always a bit hard to negotiate anyway. <laughs> it seems to be at least in our lodge it does. There's a lot going on. We've there. drawn blood uh, during that time in that small space. Yeah. Yeah, so it just seems disruptive at that point. Just leave it there and move on, but uh, I'd like to know why. All right, next one is brother is a title. Mm. I read that forever saying brother as a title, but it doesn't say that. It says brother is a, is a it's the title. title, right? It's the title. It's the one we all joined for. It's it it's the great equalizer, man. So you can uh, you can have a bunch of letters before and after your name. Which I respect. If you've made your it's, way through, it's kind of ridiculous. Let's be honest. Um, I have several titles now. Right, it's you do. Quite annoying. It's quite <laughs> annoying, and uh, it, it's hard because, like, we had um, Brother Marty Saya was talking about something in the lodge last night, right? And he was trying to tell stories of many people in our district that are leadership. And good lord, oh, getting I know. the yep. titles right takes longer than the story. Right, it's right. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. We so we have a past district deputy who's the current sitting master. His proper title is uh, right worshipful worshipful master. That's right. his proper title. That is currently his title. It doesn't just roll off the tongue, and you don't say it every day. So you really got to think about it when you say it. And no one ever says it right. So it's almost like, ah, oh, man. And and he caught it after he said right worshipful right honorable right worshipful right worshipful worshipful. He was like, you know what? 
brother. He just brother. went to brother. Brother. And everyone was like, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Please just call them all brothers. Let's get to the story. Right. We don't need to spend more time focused on the titles than the point. And the titles, in my opinion, get in the way a little bit. Uh, I've been mastering introducing Grand Lodge officers, and holy cow, it's stressful to remember. Is it, is it is it <laughs> is it grand something or is it something grand? And it's tough. And then they're also right worshipfuls and you know illustrious in this degree. And over there, you're uh, something else. It's 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 it it's, is. It's I remember hard to get all these titles right. And for uh, an organization that's so focused on equality, we have a lot of titles. We have a lot of titles. So let's just stick to brother. If you're struggling, don't struggle. No one wants to hear you struggle. Just say brother. That's and that's what this is going to say here. I'm sure. And I remember first uh, early on in my Masonic career, um, bumping in. I, I would almost avoid uh, right worshipful Haber. You didn't want to say it <laughs> because I couldn't figure it out. And in my mind, I'm going at a hundred miles an hour. Okay, it's right worshipful district deputy grandmaster yeah. Haber. Right. And I'm right. like, dun, dun, and I, I'm in my head. I got it. I got it. I stick my hand out, and I'm like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. He he looks at me, and you know, and you know, you know, how Haber is. He's just, like, just call me brother. brother. Just call me brother. brother. Just, you, you did that well. Yeah, you yeah. just call me brother, and it was just like ah. And from that day forward, I just felt like yeah, I get, I get it, I get that. So anyway, and br- honestly, the people that 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 got titles that earned those titles don't care about the titles. Anyway. Don't care about the titles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do it out of respect. I do it too. I really want to get people's respect titles right. for the position. Sure. Yeah, that's correct. And you want to show the person you respect them, so you want to say their title right, and it can be stressful because you really want to get it right. Yeah. Because you're like, man, I just made it worse when I got the... <laughs> I wanted to be respectful, and now he thinks I'm a tool. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I just wanted to do it right. I tried so hard, and now I look like an idiot. It's hard. Don't feel bad if you can't get the titles right. It is hard. There's when a in, lot of titles, and you don't say them often. So When in doubt, pull the ultimate brother. title, brother. Just call That's me right. brother, brother. In the usages of Freemasonry, brother is neither a sentimental nor familiar form of address, but it is a title. As much so as worshipful, right honorable, right worshipful, or most worshipful, and must always be used as such. A man does not attain a lodge communica- A man does not attend a lodge communication in his capacity as a private individual. He is not just Joe or Bill or John, but is there in his capacity as a Mason. Mm-hmm. For this reason, one should never, in open lodge, refer to Bill B, but always to Brother B. Mm-hmm. In the same literal sense as any other of office of the lodge or grand lodge, so that means that you know, as you would address most worshipful bishop, mm-hmm. um, the same in the same spirit, brother Chris mm-hmm. is in the same spirit. Yeah, it, you know, and that's that's what it's saying here. It doesn't matter who it is or what their title is. You should always refer to them with their ultimate title, which is brother. Yeah, and we've now interviewed. Grandmasters who we have. have told us that. That's right. I don't mind being called brother. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely. Like yep. They're like, I like for you to think of me as your brother instead of this other thing. Yeah. Because I am. I'm your brother. Yeah, and it, you know, it's it's just as cringy and awkward for them to watch you struggle <laughs> yeah. as it is for you to struggle through it when in their heart they're they're thinking to themselves, just call me brother, man. We're <laughs> brothers. I started where you started. I'm I'm where I am. And you're where you are, and we are brothers. Always address a Grand Lodge officer at any communication by his correct title, and he in turn must show the same courtesy to other Grand Lodge officers 
uh, present All as right. well so here as we the go. worshipful master and to the <laughs> brethren of the lodge. So everyone's a brother, but only call them by their titles in the Grand Lodge. So when, you must learn right honor, most worshipful. Uh, you've got to say those titles according uh, in, to this in Open Lodge. Yeah. I think is what they're saying. When 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 you're in an actual called communication, um, you should always use those titles, um, and you know as as part of addressing them. Uh, the this rule of etiquette should be punctuously observed. <laughs> punctuously observed. Do it, huh? No matter what ties of family or friendship may ah, exist. So even your buddy needs to be use the proper title. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. So like I'm supposed to call you Worshipful Burns. Right. I should not be saying, yo, what up, dude? <laughs> so uh, even in, and this rule of etiquette, is to be punctuously observed, which I would assume means everywhere all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Observed, no matter what ties, family, or friendship may exist. So technically, I should be referring to you as Worshipful Burns, and I know if I do that, you're going to hit me over the head I mean, with a, a Nerf bat. So I, I, I guess I understand, because we're supposed I, I get to be it. gentlemen, and so this Correct. is a gentlemanly thing to do, is right. to learn the titles and use them properly. Right. Uh, but I guess it also says... A fallback of brother shouldn't be the end of the world, right? That's right. If you just can't get it, just please say brother and move on. Yeah. But don't go around calling everybody brother. Try to get the titles right if you can. I, I think you should. And in the should. work, we're required to use titles in, in the work. It's Florida works. So right. You've got to learn them at least in that extent. You, you so got to know them. Please, if you're, a, if you're a junior warden, senior warden, or master, or junior deacon, or anyone that's going to say, right, worshipful district deputy grandmaster, Maybe spend a few minutes saying it a couple times, because right, right, honorable. Those you are going to say they are part of the ritual work, and if you don't say it right, it's yeah. it's it's kind of ugh. Well, and like uh, Master Mason Association, we do a school of instruction afterwards. Yeah, and uh, right, honorable broom. Yes, um, is 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 acting in his position, even though it's not a called communication. He is giving uh, instruction. Uh, to the group, so you refer to him as Right Honorable Broom. That's the way it's proper. So to shout out across the room, "Yo, Broom, what's up, man?" <laughs> yeah. That that would be inappropriate, even though we're not in a called communication. Yeah, he's doing his function of his job. He's so doing his job in, in his function. To. He should be referred to in that way. That's correct. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's good information. Next is Chaplain. Ooh, Brother Chaplain, and it goes on. It goes on a bit. Um, uh, essentially, our chaplains are supposed to be the person connecting with uh, the sick and infirmed and elderly brothers of the lodge and just really making sure he's the advocate for them in the officer's line. He's right. making sure that we're all not forgetting about the brothers that are sick, any brothers that can't make it to lodge, any brothers that you know are dealing with any kind of long-term health or even short-term health problems. It's his job to be in touch and in tune with that and make sure the craft is aware and also, um, in many lodges, like we just did, uh, we have a brother who had a heart procedure, worshipful, uh, I'm not going to say his name in case he doesn't want his medical information out there, but right. he did, and it was mentioned, and the lodge bought some cards, and we all signed them, and the chaplain did that. The chaplain's coordinating, right. sending him our thoughts and prayers through through him. Right, So right. he's kind of like that, the center of that for the lodge. I don't know what the book's going to say, but I think it's basically saying that in a nutshell. Yeah, so um, I'm an ordained chaplain. 
Uh, I've been one for many years. I've done hospital work and jail uh, jail ministry. Can you bless me? Um, as a chaplain, I can, of course. I'll sneeze uh, later. Far be it from me not to bless my brother. Um, but uh, the word chaplain is an interesting word. It comes from, it's a French word, is where it comes from. And it, it comes from chapelle, <laughs> which was that the king of France, um, his, he had uh, an attendant that would hold his cloak. So the king's cloak could never touch the ground. And it had to be protected at all times. So when the king took off his cloak, he handed the chapelle, or he handed his cloak to the chapelle. Mm. And he was the one who tended the king. He was also protector and minister of the king. So that's where the word chaplain comes from. Protector of the king? Protector and minister to and of the king to the people. So he was kind of like the king's right-hand man. Okay. So he was, right? So, So chaplaincy, like in the military, a chaplain is... He is, he's the one who, uh, if like a Christian chaplain, a Muslim chaplain, a Jewish chaplain in the military, is the right-hand man of the church. So he's the one who's out in the field um, uh, representing the church to the people who need to hear from their faith. Um, he's the go-between in the field of battle, in the, in, you know, in the trenches. That's what chaplains do. So mm. you know, me, as a, uh, when I worked at uh, um, Manatee Memorial Hospital, um, I was on the chaplain corps, and um, whenever somebody, they'd fill, you know, if you've ever been in the hospital, you fill out that, that piece of paper, and it asks you what religion you are. Well, if you were to check Christian, then that, that goes into the computer, and the computer finds out who's next on the roster, and then we're responsible for going up there and saying, Did, do you, hi, I see that you, you checked that you are a Christian, or if you were a Muslim or, or, a, or a Jewish person, whatever. Um, do you need, do, would you like me to sit with you, talk with you? Do you need us to pray with you? Do you want, you know, some people would be like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. And other people are like, well, I don't know. I just checked it because my parents were and uh, yeah. now get out, you know, yeah. but, uh, but that's, that's where the, the whole idea behind chaplain comes from. It, he, and I think in, Masson, in, in Masonry, we're about to find out here by reading it, but it's, it's that, like you kind of said, he represents the, the, the worshipful master and masonry to the brother outside who's hurting or inside who's hurting. So he's the liaison. He's the guy in the trenches that goes. Mm. Like we ask, we ask all the time, brother yeah. chaplain, are there any distress, any reports of distress? Yeah. Well, he's supposed to know that, right? Because he's the guy in the trenches making the phone calls, right. And getting that, and people call him and he calls them to find out where they are. Now, some chaplains do that work better than others, sure. obviously, but but that's kind of the idea behind it, and that's where the word comes from. Chaplain. It's an important role. It's it's a very important role. You're I not agree. in the uh, progressive line, which some people don't like. Right. But think about that. That means you're an officer who's going to run through. The only other officers like that are the treasurer and the secretary. Yes. You're, you're on that level. You're, right. You're the institution. Uh, you're helping the new masters and the new officers. Yeah, you sit at the left hand of the East. I mean, it's yeah, an important place. Yeah, you're involved in everything, and That's your right. opinion should be really greatly appreciated because you're like the legacy of the Lodge, right? Yeah. You know, there's not many people at an officer's meeting who have been there year after year. Chaplain should be one of them. You have the opportunity to be the point man for the physical needs of your people. Hmm. Huge, huge. I, I love the chaplaincy work I did. I was a chaplain for uh, Sarasota County Jail for all of 2013, some of the best experiences of my life, being able to go in there every night, every Sunday night for 52 Sundays in a row. I was able to go in there and create relationships with men, um, some who went on to completely turn their lives around. You know, few, there's few, but 
some that did, uh, and uh, it was just an, an incredible experience. But you're literally in the business of tending to the needs of others. Yeah. Um, and to me, if I could do that full time, I would. But that's <laughs> that's a dream that's gone a different direction. Chaplain, as an officer of the lodge, and while acting in the capacity, the correct place for the chaplain is to be seated during a communication. For the chaplain to be seated during a communication is to the left and in front of the worshipful master. The prayers at the opening and closing of the lodge may be offered by the chaplain while kneeling at the altar or while standing at his place, at the option of the worshipful master. The scriptures assigned to the, to the circumbulations should be recited by the chaplain standing in his place of the lodge. Yeah. We do have Florida work that details when he stands, when he and, sits, when he says things, when he doesn't. So that is all spelled out right. in your... In your combined floor workbook, which I right. hope you all have. Chaplain standing in his place in the lodge. Sorry, I lost my spot here. And should should not be read. I didn't know that. Yeah, you're supposed to memorize these prayers. See, now I was always told that chaplains, the reason why the chaplain spot is a bit attractive for some people is because they don't have to memorize everything. Mm, that's the wrong way to look at it. I think uh, if you're new... Maybe you're not going to be expected to do it right out of the gate, but it should be an expectation that before the end of your first year, you're doing it by memory. Ah, okay, okay. So it says it right here, so that's obviously true. The chaplain has otherwise so little to render... <clears throat> the chaplain has otherwise so little to render that the memorization of these portions should not prove burdensome to him. Whoa. That's right. Well, you're not learning all the different parts and all the degrees like the other officers, Oh, that's right? true. You yeah, just that's have right. these to learn, so... It should be easy for you to get it. Look at what all the other guys are learning. Uh, that's true. That's true. I mean, any... What do you know? Junior warden already, you know, junior deacon, you, you know, you know all these different roles. Right, right. In different degrees, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, they just have to learn the prayers, which are all written out. Yeah. They don't need any help. And it's the same every time. So it's you, sh you should be able to get it. It's, it's not... It, it shouldn't prove... It shouldn't prove to be burdensome to him. No. Only the adopted ritual prayers as founded in the official Florida monitor shall mm -hmm. be used in opening, closing, and during degree conferrals, except that the chaplain may add some words of his own at yeah. the end of the opening and or closing prayer in non-sectarian language and in good taste. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are so lucky. Our chaplain is the best chaplain Shout I've out ever Chaplain seen. Joel. Brother Joel Furman, uh, I mean, he's a competition chaplain. Yeah, he no, he's great. He competed many times and, and flawlessly. Uh, but he doesn't just know our work. He knows the the Canadian charge. Right. And he has very various other flavors of prayers that he does add to the begin, opening and closing after the proper ones. Yeah. So we're just so lucky. He knows all of the prayers and all the circumambulation for all the degrees from memory. And he knows all the charges. Uh, he's got a brown card, uh, which means you know all that stuff. And you yeah. can do Apen presentations and 25-year presentations. He's got it all. Yeah, and he's such a humble man, you know, and, and wants, he wants the best for that position, you know. He's, yes. He's willing it's to train. It's rare you see that. So our chaplain, when was this, last month? Yeah. Made an announcement that he won't be continuing. Right, right. And literally in Open Lodge requested anyone interested to get in touch with him so that he can personally make sure that he trains them and that they learn everything before they're installed. Yeah. So they can abide by the Masonic. Yeah. I love that. Book. 
He just took takes he takes such ownership and pride in it, you know. And and the reason why he's stepping down is he he says he's got some health reasons that he, he's yeah. he's not comfortable uh, with the way he's doing it. I am completely comfortable, brother, with the way you're doing it. But I get it. Um, his, you know, his it's his issue own is that he's losing his hearing. Right. He has been progressively so he's been learning sign language for years to prepare for this. Okay. So he can't hear ninety percent of what happens in our meeting. Can you imagine sitting through one right. of our meetings and not knowing 90% yeah. of the time what's going on? That would drive me nuts. It drives him nuts. Yeah, I can see that. And I actually learned the sign of uh, Brother Chaplain lead us in prayer uh, in case it got that bad for him. We did that together. He showed oh, me. Oh, that's cool. But he's still able to hear it. You know, we talk loud. He can hear it. He yeah. kind of knows when to do it. And, and so he's powering through. But yeah, next year he doesn't have a desire to well, I, I, be president and not. I know hope what's happening. I hope that doesn't mean we won't see him. Oh uh, no, he'll, he'll be around. Yeah, yeah, and I hope he's there. I think Marty's taking over, right? Brother Marty Sykes is going to be a chaplain, so that's yeah, that's what I'm hearing. So they're working together. They're already. working together he's already. Teaching him to memorize this. And stuff. Marty, Marty's a great man. We we love Marty, and uh, we're so we're so glad he's part of our uh, a part of our lodge, man. He's a uh, he's a uh, he's cool, man. I like I, I I don't know why he's just there's always an encour- he's one of those guys. There's always an encouraging word. Mm. That it, when when Marty's walking towards you, you know what's coming, you know, and he's just going to put his arm around you and he's just going to say, I love you, brother. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, this, that and the other. But it's always going to be an encouraging word. And he reminds me of what it's supposed to be. That that reminds, especially when I'm having a really rotten day <laughs> and I really want to chew somebody's head off. You know, uh, it's nice that, that Marty's got that, you know, that spirit that I covet so much. I'm not that way by nature. You know, I'm mm. I'm the opposite. So mm. anybody who has that that spirit in them by nature, you know, is is something that I aspire to. Correspondence, Masonic correspondence. This is this is interesting. Mm. When addressing mail to a brother Mason, do not put his title as such on the envelope. It should it should be addressed as Honorable John Doe. Huh, I didn't know that. In the salutation of the letter, the title should appear as. Right, semicolon, period, W, semicolon, period, John Doe, with his address. And then, dear brother Doe. That's interesting. That was it. So you will be getting uh, correspondence from Grand Lodge? Right. You will be? Yes. Uh, because you have. Because you signed me up for stuff I wasn't aware you of. You will yeah. be. And this is exactly how it's going to look. Okay. They follow these to the T. Well, I, I know. I On my chaplain, uh, my treasury report, I learned to brother dot uh semicolon um uh period fred packwood so i know i know to do that so i i get that but it's interesting that on the cover of the letter honorable honorable h-o-n period and then the name should be uh on that so when i get my uh monthly uh trestle board i'll have to look and see if that's oh how it's addressed mm. if not somebody's head's rolling somebody's head's gonna roll why wasn't why wasn't i told about this <laughs> <laughs> oh man can't make that stuff up. Here's here's one that we might we might end on this one. We'll see. Discussion in lodge. Uh, okay, I know. Let's I know. do this. Let's do this. Let's do. So this. okay, we've uh, dealt with this in our lodge. Just level. so everybody knows, high level. I, as the master, am a fan of letting everyone speak their piece until they're satisfied. Correct. I understand that that is not a um, prominent way of thinking. 
uh, people want to just get out as quickly as you can. That's kind of what people are more focused on than hearing everyone out. Uh, but, you know, when you have like a, an amendment to raise your dues, for example, a lot of people are going to come and they're all going right. to have an opinion. And you saw it at Grand Lodge. The yep. way that we accommodate that is we say, all right, this number of people will speak for, this number of people will speak against. You right. will have X number of minutes each to speak, and then that will be it. And so that way you get a representation of the pros and cons Correct. from the craft. But in general, everyday meetings, uh, we don't need to do that. Brothers can just follow the guidelines here in the Masonic etiquette. Book, That's and right. We should be good. Guidelines, which are all sectarian discussion, all argument or statement, pro or con, as to the merits of civil politics or any given religion or theological creed or racial questions or private businesses, or of any other non-Masonic subject by which Masons might be, might be divided into classes, feuds, schisms, or opposed schools... Ooh, no sports talk. ...is at all times <laughs> forbidden. It is strictly forbidden to discuss a petitioner, or it is strictly forbidden to discuss a, partition, a, parti, a petitioner, or from a... Ma- or for a Mason to reveal how he has voted mm-hmm. or in any way to seek to persuade members to vote one way or another on a petitioner. All uses of personalities, all expressions of bitterness or ill will, acrimoniousness, acrimoniousness mm. and all, any, or, all or any slurs upon the Lodge or its officers, Grand Lodge or its officers, and the fraternity itself, and all flippant, flippant, unseemly, or discourteous remarks addressed to the lodge or its officers are condemned alike by the principles of common courtesy and etiquette mm. and by the disciplinary laws of the craft. Wow. Wow. Disciplinary laws can come into effect. Oh, Interesting. Man, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty heavy, man. So sectarian discussions... And arguments, and it really boils down to that one statement right there. That would that would cause schism, yeah, and and disharmony. separation and disharmony. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and um, and we we talked about this before on the show. We when I first came to the lodge, there was this belief that um, there's this hard fast rule that you cannot talk about anything of a religious nature or a political nature. And if you do, the thought police are coming your way to shut you up. Like ever. Like that, ever. Some people thought that as a Mason, you just can't ever talk about this stuff. Right. Another and, Mason. and my question is, well, then what do we talk about <laughs> um, that has any kind of meaning or substance? What we adopted... I think we killed it. We successfully we killed, killed that we killed way it. of thinking, at least in our lodge. And I think it may be spreading to other lodges. I, I hope so. What we came up with was the concept that, first thing, we're grown men. Uh, and we're Masons. So we should be able to have a conversation about anything, uh, anything at all, with gentleness and respect with regard to the other person's feelings. Uh, and that we have adopted in our lodge, and it works very well. well it works very well. This, no, nobody's ever walking away offended because somebody barked at them, you know, their viewpoint on some political issue. And I know that does happen in lodges. Uh, It shouldn't happen in the lodge. It should never happen. What we're talking about here in the etiquette book is during the stated meetings. Correct. That is right. In the open lodge, we treat each other more respectfully. We use our proper titles. We behave more gentlemanly. 
and you don't talk about anything that's going to cause disharmony or disrepute to the brother or the fraternity, right? It says Correct. it right here that's in black right. and white. Yeah, that's right. It does not say. And furthermore, you shall not go home and talk to your friends about anything important. Right. It doesn't say that. Right, right. It says in the lodge you need to be thinking about and not doing these things because they do cause disharmony. And they would probably. I mean, it, it would. Uh, it's just we're too crazy divided in this country to, for it not to affect people. So, uh, and anything, it says anything. Religion and politics are two great examples, but it's not the only ones given yeah, here. It sports, says anything. Like you said, sports that could divide, if Seriously, it could divide it you. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about you, Johnny Schaefer, you yeah. Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, Cincinnati, I don't, I don't know anything about sports, but it John came will up. cut you, man. You, he'll Is cut he one you. of those Oh, guys? yeah, he's, he'll cut you, man. He tried to move her open houses because it interfered with his <laughs> football season. So I, You're darn I right. Know. Uh, but it did. It happened in Lodge last night, and according to the etiquette book, it was incorrect to be done. Uh, somebody made a joke about a sports team that our senior warden likes, and it didn't do well. And they were making a little jab at him that was fun and playful. Right. But that could cause some disharmony uh, because people get really attached to their freaking sports teams. Oh, so, man. I know. Uh, I guess you got to be careful with that stuff. And also the making jokes that could be offensive to people. Um, or, you know, cause them to feel like they were made fun of or, or belittled. In yeah, I, I think it, it goes back good. to our original statement. You know, you're a grown man and you're a mason. You know when you've gone too far. You know when a, when a joke, when a comment, you, you know. You can tell by the body language of the person you're talking to, uh, by the way it's being received. You know, when you're saying something that you already know is potentially, um, you know, off-cuff, uh, and then all of a sudden the crowd goes silent. <laughs> it's probably time to stop saying it mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and think about it because you're a mason. Check you're, yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> because because at the end of the day, um, you, we what we want to do is it's okay to share what you believe and why you believe it. But if you're not doing it with the view to teach and to share and to educate and to be a part of the conversation, then then you might as well not do it at all because it's not going anywhere. Um, it, it's not for educational purpose. It's not Masonic. And at the end of the day, you're only harming your own, your own reputation. You're going to get a name uh, there as a guy that's, you know, constantly, you know, there's always trouble. You know, there's always this guy, every time this guy talks and every, you know, after a while, your reputation will precede you. Mm. Uh, and, and you don't want that. We're Masons. We're supposed to be gentlemen. That's what this whole book is about. Yeah. Being a gentleman, a Mason, caring for the needs the the feelings the thoughts yes even the feelings and thoughts uh, and and excuse and, me sir excuse me sir I care not for your thoughts or feelings good day sir <laughs> there see gentlemanly <laughs> argument just happened all right here this is not to say that a master mason particularly one who has acted as a representative in Grand Lodge mm. should not inform the craft fully and completely as to what has taken place in Grand Lodge. Such ah, a report can be rendered yes. truthfully and with dignity and without the use of personalities. And this rule, of course, <laughs> should always be observed. A brother wishing to participate in a discussion in open lodge should always rise and address the worshipful master. He should speak on the subject at issue in the fewest possible words, 
not using his privilege of the floor as an opportunity to deliver a speech merely for his own sake. Could, is this thing on? Hello? Could you repeat that last sentence yes. just one more time in case people weren't listening? Because it's incredibly important. He should speak on the subject at issue in the fewest possible words. Wait, I don't think I said that right. Fewest possible words, yeah. not using his privilege of the floor as an opportunity to deliver a speech merely for his own sake. There you go. A lot of people violate that one. Yeah. A lot of people violate that one. Now, now look, I get it. No one likes to hear themselves talk more than me. I, <laughs> I totally get it. I, I am my favorite subject. Make no mistake about it. But you, we have to resist the desire to get up there and drone on about things that are not... You know, like it says, don't use your privilege of the floor right. as an opportunity um, to deliver a speech for your own sake. Because what happens is that silence that you notice while you're talking, there's, there's a reason for it. Mm. There's a definite reason for it because everybody knows what you're doing. And, uh, and it's, it's just, it's cringy and you don't want to do it, I'm telling you. Yeah, don't be afraid to talk. I mean, I would encourage people to participate more and uh, stand up and speak. But this is a very clear admonishment that you should think about what your point is and get to it as quickly as possible. Correct. That's what it's saying. Think through what you're going to say, yeah. say it and be done. Get to the point of it. Right. You don't need to add a personal story or color it or use a few extra words and draw it out. Like, get to the point. Say what you got to say right. and sit down. Yeah. Uh, so that somebody else can come up and say what they have to say. We have a limited amount of time in our meetings. Everyone wants to get out at a reasonable hour. We care about what you have to say. Uh, but there are people that they talk. Yes. And they're telling a story and they're relating it to something in their life to make their point. And then they sit down and somebody else says something and they pop right back up and respond to that. Right. Did you have to do that? Did you really need to further anything that you didn't say the first time? Those are the kind of things we have to think about. Right. Because uh, when you start popping up and having a conversation in front of everybody, he talks, then I talk, then he talks, then I talk. That's really got no place in the lodge. Right. right. I say my point and I sit down. He says his point and he sits down. And that should be the end of it. Right, exactly. I think um, a lot of guys feel like they might be might want to do uh, presentations or do speeches and stuff. That and that's awesome. great. You should that's that. great. You, you should do that. Um, it's not as easy as it looks. Let me, let me just share that with you. Um, but if you feel that you know that's something you want to do, I would, I would encourage you to pursue it. It's part of you know the seven uh, liberal arts and scientists, one of them is rhetoric, and that's the ability to portray through words, uh, uh, you know, ideas and thoughts, you know, for the sake of, for the purpose of teaching. To, y learning rhetoric, the art of rhetoric, uh, is part of what masonry is all about. I, en yeah. I encourage you to do that. And sometimes I feel like there's brothers out there who feel like they want to get up these opportunities to stand up uh, in open lodge and say a few words is their opportunity to practice on their rhetoric right, or to be heard and to try it out. That's not the place, brother. If that's something you want to do, there's lots of opportunities. Um, put together a presentation um, for Masonic education and get on the list. You know, that's and, a great way. To that's talk. a great way to do it. Put some. It doesn't have to be. You know, you don't have to be Plato, man, or Aristotle here. 
Um, you know, you just put together something that you think is important, that's important to you and you think the brothers would appreciate and then get out there and do it, man. Don't do it <laughs> in Lodge while we're all trying to get out of there by 930. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and don't have a conversation in, in front of people in open lodge either. Save it for later. Say it, please. Uh, so um, one if, thing... If, or if you think it's going to happen, request a committee be formed so that yes. the, you can go talk about it outside the lodge. Absolutely, absolutely. Something jumped out at me here. Um, let's see. The brother wishing to participate in a discussion in open lodge should always <clears throat> rise mm-hmm. and address the worshipful master. This also gets broken a lot. A lot. So, and I know this is gonna this is gonna come up here in the future. But when the way I was taught is that if you have something to say in open lodge, you stand up and you don't say anything else until the worshipful master addresses you. Right. Then you address the worshipful master. May I, whatever it is, uh, and and that's the way it's supposed to be. May and that, I address that, Brother Packwood? Right. May I address the craft? May I tell Brother Packwood to shut up? <laughs> right. I mean, you exactly. Should, you should request permission to address anyone other than the master. May I address the craft? May I walk about the lodge? That's the proper way to do it, and I think it goes into that a little more in depth. In depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we go forward more and more. Well, oh, the, and wait to be recognized. Don't just pop up and start talking. Right. right. Uh, especially to somebody else. Uh, you should you should start as worshipful master. Blah. Right. Uh, you don't just get up and start talking. And I, the fact that you stood um, and you're waiting to be recognized. Yeah. You are not guaranteed uh, and you don't have true. a right to be recognized. You stand up and if the worshipful master deems it appropriate, he will address you and then you address him. And, uh, and all of this should be done with decorum. Uh, thoughtfulness, thoughtfully, um, slowly, cautiously, and with decorum. And I think we're getting there more and more yeah. in, uh, our in our lodge. It's, yeah, it's, 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 getting, it's better. getting better and better. And I really dig it. I like, yeah, I like, I like that too. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, does, it does give more gravitas to the whole situation when we follow the rules of decorum. That's right. Well, uh, the next one is um, District Deputy Grandmaster. So maybe oh, there we'll, it is. Maybe we'll save that for next time. The, the we, d- uh, district, the, the director, district, dip, the, the, uh, ah, um, you got to learn. Wow. That it's two pages long. So yeah, we'll save that one for next time or we'll skip it all together. <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, um, what's going on, uh, in, in your life there, uh, worshipful Burns, what's, uh, what's Some coming up here? What do we got going on? Awesome things coming up. Somebody told me something about a symposium in okay, January. Good. I was hoping you'd want to talk about it. <laughs> I was like, don't do it. So we have a date. Okay. Uh, this isn't an official announcement. This is an unofficial because no one's listening. It's the right? official. If you're listening, unofficial. don't tell anyone. Yeah. yeah this don't is tell anyone. Tell us. everybody. Okay. Uh, in January, I won't say the date yet, but in January or early January, uh, we are hosting our first ever on the level with Fred and Chris Masonic Education Symposium in Sarasota, Florida. Yes. Yes. It's going to be an all-day event. We've already lined up two prominent Masonic speakers that we just love. We've seen them personally speak yep. in person yes, and yes. know how good excited. they are. So excited to have those brothers come and talk. We'll be talking. Uh, the format's a little different than we've seen in the past. A uh, speaker will speak. There'll be questions and answers. And then... Fred and Chris will get to sit down with the speaker in front of everybody and ask. We'll do a short interview with them. Short interview. We're going to put them in the middle, and Chris will be on one side. I'll be on the other side. 
uh, it'll be completely unprepped and unstructured conversation with the speaker. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and, and then um, at the end of the day, we will have a roundtable with us and all the speakers. And that's for everybody present to participate. Yes. Everyone, we hope, will participate in that roundtable discussion at the end of the night. Uh, we're working on food, potentially drink tickets for the people that come. We'll have an after party. This is going to be the happening event. Yeah, and if you don't know, the Sarasota Sahib Shrine, um, they have a gigantic tiki hut, uh, bar, restaurant, tiki hut uh, out front. It's wonderful. And mm-hmm. Tommy, shout out to Tommy down there, has done an amazing job. Uh, yes. And to uh, potentate uh, Paul Beckenhouse. Yes, doing a, um, fantastic, doing a fantastic job down there. So uh, just that alone um, is going to be is going to make it worthwhile. Um, there will be um, there will be libations. There'll be food. We're not exactly sure how it's going. We have a couple of keynote speakers that we're working with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, the one we really really want will say yes. Yes. Um, we can't tell you who that is right now, but we will once we have it confirmed. But please plan on attending. It's 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 the first or second week in January, I think is what we're thinking. I think it's the second Saturday in January. We That's think it's the thinking. second. Check your calendar right now. Stop, pull over. All right. Check, check your calendars right now. And try to make sure you can make that. Uh, it's at the uh, Sarasota Sahib Shrine. That's on Beneva Street, Beneva Boulevard uh, it, it in Sarasota. January 13th. January 13th. We'll there you go. 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Lots wow. of breaks, long lunch. Yeah, right. It's not like you're going to get like uh, overstimulated This here. is not a seminar. This no. is a symposium. This is a, a great day of food, fun, libation, and some great Masonic teaching, man. You're Toss. really, really going to... And... and and a vision for the future of Florida, hopefully, a, a vision for the future uh, of Florida masonry uh, is what we're really hoping for. Can't really announce that From part From a man yet. who might be shaping that future for us. That's enough. All right. Stop right there. Okay. But uh, this is, everybody says they want Masonic education. Well, let's see. Let's, let's see. see if you really want Masonic yeah, education, because yeah. we will make it available to you. Yeah, and and the cost we're going to keep the cost down as low as we can get it. We want we're as many people coming. No, this. we no. want to just cover the cost of the event and yep. get you guys here. Yes, that's it. And and the goal is if this one's successful, and that depends on you guys listening, um, then we want to do one every quarter. Yeah, um, going maybe forward, maybe in different areas of in the state, different areas, different districts. If you guys uh, maybe in other states. Maybe in other Maybe. countries. Hey, depends on who's listening. And what Ireland you need. would be great if you're listening in Ireland. Oh, We'd love top to come. Of the morning until you want some Masonic education. Do if you? I don't get my wife to Ireland soon, she's probably going to kill me in my sleep. So, oh, whoa. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> keep a four leaf clover under your pillow. And on that note, <laughs> oh, I hear the music, um, brother. I just. Every time we do this, man, I'm just reminded. I know I say this all the time. You guys are probably sick of hearing it, but every time we do this, I'm just reminded of how much I love it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. It's, this is going. We mark our words, guys. This will be uh, next level. Uh, next coming in this coming year, 2024 is going to be the year. Uh, if Chris and Fred have anything to say about it, it's going to be the year for On the Level with Fred and Chris. I can I can guarantee you that. Chris, you got anything on our way out? We got some big things planned for the future. Look for technologies coming. Look for yep. tools, useful uh, uh, items that will be available to you so that you can do what we're doing. 
uh, and uh, look f- to be able to meet us in person because we're going to be out there. We're going to be out there, man. We want to meet you. In, our, in full glory, we'll be out there. And and again, if you've listened to the podcast at the very end, you are our heroes, man. You're what make this show work. Uh, any questions, comments, anything, please just email us, Fred or Chris, at onthelevelwithfredandchris.com, and I will see you next time. Mm-mm-mm-mm.